0: One.
1: Yeah. Oh. Oh, there's balloons. <laughs> Did you see the balloons? I, I saw the balloons too. I don't what know what that, that is. Coming from. I don't know.
0: Yeah, every right. time you do the countdown, you get the I balloons. don't know.
1: Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Ready? Okay. Three. Three two. One. Two. What I don't know. Okay, let's do it again. Okay, okay, okay. this ready? is for real this time. We're going live okay. after this. <laughs> after this, ready? Welcome
2: back to another episode of shit that goes on in our heads. Today, Dirty Skittles and G Rex are joined by DeAndre. Welcome to the podcast, DeAndre.
0: Thank you, thank you for having me. It's been a lifelong dream to be on this podcast.
2: Woo! We're making <laughs> dreams happen. <laughs> we are making dreams happen. Right. So Deandre, what are you comfortable sharing with the world today?
0: Pretty much everything that's why I wanted to ask what the content thing was, yeah, so that I could uh be on the same page so okay. i like I like fun
2: you like fun, yeah, I like fun.
0: I semi-like raunchy. No, I'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> That's what married people say. <laughs> yeah, I was I mean, raunchy. <laughs>
2: a little raunchy, a little spicy. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I'm going to follow suit, and then I'll give details where needed. But I'm excited to hear the questions, to hear what you guys talk about, and what topics we walk into.
2: Yeah, all right. Sounds good. Uh you ready to have some fun, G-Rex?
1: I am ready to have some fun. I'm super excited
2: about this, too. Yeah, for the listeners, G-Rex is on a heavy uh, dose of Mucinex. So she's feeling real loopy. Let's see what kind of trouble we can get her into.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just gonna tell you don't don't take half a gummy and chug Nyquil at the same oh. time. Oh,
0: because
1: then you don't sleep at night.
0: Oh, it okay. worked against you.
1: <laughs> it attacked you.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so DeAndre, um, I'm pretty interested. I mean, I know you on a personal level, and I think you have a really good story um, to share with the world, specifically about your come up you have a couple of businesses under your belt now, but you weren't always this put together, right?
0: That is correct, very much. Um, I would say in the last four to five years, I really kinda started to grasp an idea of how to run a business, and then in like the last two or three years, I've been able to start to implement those things. So I feel good going forward. Now, the course of my life, when I look back, was pretty much be told to do something smart, don't do the smart thing. Get in trouble. Start over. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> like that was that was it. I think uh, there was a point in my life. If there was a bad trust to be made, I did it. Like it could be good choice, good choice, yeah. good choice, bad choice, choice. Always. Oh, uh, until recently, yeah, I was very, very, very slow to maturing. And as a matter of fact, I tell people my first marriage. The only reason I got married, because I was 29 and I was almost 30, and my brain just said, dude, when are you going to grow up? Like, you can't just keep running out in the streets and that kind of stuff. And my family, who is, um, you know, they, I, well, I was adopted. I forgot to let you in on that. But they, um, G-Rex, G-Rex. We'll it G-Rex. G-Rex. Start G-Rex, 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 G-Rex. All right, it's committed to memory now. <laughs> but they they were not. Happy with going to have a kid out of wedlock that just did not go there. So I let them talk me into it. And when I started to put together how I got in the situation that my ex-wife was throwing at me, um, I wish I would have known myself better and had more confidence to say, I don't know her well enough. I would not like to get married. But I had this thing about owing them and they done so much for me. And so the guilt got to me, but we did pregnant, married, moved in together, um, and engaged all in a period of six months.
2: Wow, which so if before you guys know, the baby.
0: Huh? Before the baby, wow. yeah, we we had the yeah. Wow. Know, fast pass. Fast. Pass. Um <laughs> I'm telling you. So if I if I had it together, I think that would have been a hard transition. Um the fact that I didn't and one of the sad that yeah, it is sad. The first night I went out after I was married, I bumped into a girl that I used to date. And within five seconds, I had taken my ring off my finger because ah. I never wanted to be married. And I, yeah. I I was never good at cutting off advances from females like mm-hmm. ever. It really caused me a lot of problems. Um, it was fun, but Most of my adult problems came from women and money. So anybody who's listening, anybody who's younger, get ahead of your responsible things. You do not want to play catch up.
2: Oh, I mean, I think there's adults now that can use that as a lesson. Yeah. Dang. Okay, so you had the fast pass, um, got married, moved in together, became a new parent. Went through those struggles. What led you to the next chapter? Because you mentioned ex-wife. So how did you come to terms with, okay, this is it and I need to get out?
0: Uh, the day she grabbed my balls and squeezed them and my son was like standing in the room. Now, that's just like when they show you a show and that's the end. I'm going to go back and tell you how we got there. <laughs> to be fair to her. Um gotcha. I left her like I was out of the house four or five times before I left for good. I would just be out and gone for a month because I did not like being there because I had a background that had violence in it. I have been in the juvie system and that kind of stuff. I was very, very uh, nervous about getting into a domestic thing with her. Um, She's uh, Caucasian and the neighborhood we live in is mostly that. And I called my dad who's a lawyer and he was just like, even if she's in the wrong, that won't look good for you. He said, I used to be a prosecutor, you're probably going. So I was grateful for them on that. But um, if anybody's ever watched the Chappelle show when he said Rick James had an oar and he was just glowing, mm-hmm. I had stayed out all night. I came home at like seven in the morning. I got my son, I went to play flag football, I went to play basketball. I came home about five. I started giving my son a bath and she came in. Where are you going? I can't put up with, I can't do this anymore. And my glow started. And I stood up. I said, you know what? You shouldn't have to do this anymore. I'm leaving. And I'm telling you for about 20 minutes, I was just zoned out. My brain went, call somebody for backup and get far away from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe I would have been able to not get physical with her. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think so. I have. Pretty, pretty bad impulse control sometimes. So, and the not good decisions. Good job, Derek, on that one. I just kind of got away. And uh, I went to the bank and took out $1,000 so that I could, that really pissed her off. She liked money. Um, but, uh, and just so I could restart and got one of those efficiency places. That was it. I never, I never looked back. Nice. So it was, to answer the question, it was a build up to it. And this day just, just felt like it.
1: so DeAndre I have a question was that so you were like 29 30 when that happened right
0: yeah at this point I was about 33
1: about 33 were you like scared or were you just trying to like reevaluate your life at that like one moment I mean because it takes a lot to walk away from that kind of situation
0: yeah um it was probably my past we um We had got into it before, so I kind of felt it escalating, Um, and unfortunately, I had an incident like that in my 20s, and right before it happened, my brain was like, get out of here. It just so happened that at that time, I was chugging a bottle of vodka. The girl I was with was the worst person for me. It was just completely toxic, and that is why you should not focus on sex in a relationship because her thing started... Every time we broke up, no matter how much it was her fault, at some point I'd be like, "Dang, that pussy good though." And then, <laughs> <Holy> <laughs>
1: like, sorry, sorry,
2: no, oh, I was sorry. not prepared for the <laughs> pussy with a hard pee, but I'm here now. I'm, yeah. I'm awake. I'm not.
0: <laughs> and, and you know, I'd be sitting on her stairs, and um, you know, backgrounds <laughs> affect people a lot. I'm glad that I know that older, and I hear some people saying now they wish they got therapy, how to manage stress in school, because there's a lot of classes people don't have to take. And then you're just expecting people to be doing this stuff without much guidance and all of that. And, you know, I believe in, in therapy and all that now. Um, but the girl who was not very good for me, very troubled. Well, actually, first she had a, what I would say, middle class lifestyle Her both of her parents worked. But then she started dating a drug dealer, but she was a full time nurse. And so, like, that's how she couldn't get it together. According to her, she came to Orlando from New York mm-hmm. because uh, her um, ex would never let her wear dresses. He was selling drugs. She was in a shootout and all that kind of stuff. So my belief is, like, I probably look like a good catch compared like, he's from this nice family. You know, I, you know, talk nice, act nice, but not my best moment. I'm not.
2: Man um while you were going through these difficult situations cuz you mentioned like you know if kids had guidance like you kind of threw that in there was there anybody that you went to for help or advice or were you just sort of figuring it out on your own
0: at which time in my life like ever
2: um i think in these two relationships you've just mentioned like when you met um, oh how your did first i get wife, help um, yeah like did you have anybody you would go to for advice
0: yeah um I, I think a lot of my friends told me not to marry her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I probably wouldn't. But they also, I don't think, didn't understand my situation. And they probably didn't know that I didn't have the balls to do it. Didn't have the balls. And I really, like, I really didn't know myself. If I was able to say, you want nothing to do with Mary, like, you're still chasing skirt, figure it out. Um. So my friends helped a little bit. Some coworkers, there was when things were happening. Um, happening because within two weeks she kind of showed crazy within two weeks and this was an idiot move now that I think about it I gaslighted her a lot I apologize <laughs> wherever she is but okay. at this particular time <laughs> yeah. I was at a place where her and three other people that I had slept with or dated like in one place because that was cool I'm gonna show my boys like I got all them like I did her 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 and I walked away with my friend and she found me and was going crazy, like crazy, screaming at me. So how everything is clear in the day, that's when I should have left, you Mm. know. But, you know, sometimes I don't quit. Hindsight. Hindsight.
2: Got it. So what was the turning point for you to start? I guess getting it together and making different decisions.
0: That was a big start of it. The fight with my ex about time with my son Really helped me start to turn it around. My current wife and her mom came at about the right time. I got this little one bedroom apartment. I hadn't met her mom and they brought me like cleaning supplies and that kind of stuff. It was little, but it was just like someone cares in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure I had no idea how much I was hurting. Um, So that was it. I I believe in your circle mostly defines you. And the reason my friend group didn't think I should marry, they all got married at like twenty-two. They they were constantly like, dude, what are you waiting for? And um so I did have I did have people. The odd part about advice is my foster parents continued to ask me to reconcile with her. That was very hurtful. They were so down the middle. It was like I was not their son. They probably like he's a jackass, and if he stops running around in the streets, he'll be fine. But um, You know, they're they're educated people. Everything I was doing was a teenager screaming for help. All of it. Even when I was living at home, these people were so nice and they would go out of town and I would lie to them and I would sneak girls in the house. And so I just wasn't receiving the messages. I usually had somebody around who's doing it, but it was closed. It was just closed down there. And I probably didn't know how to take advice at the time. Yeah, I just recently told my wife, because she makes fun of me, because I do do weird stuff, but I'm okay with that. (sighs) And it it occurred to me that 85% of what I knew how to do in life, from tying my shoe to brushing my teeth, I taught myself. Because with my first family at like 11, I ran away from home. And from 11 to 13, I was running away from home, getting locked up in juvie, sleeping in the woods with homeless people, I was on the street and don't ask me how, but like at 12, my brain clicked and said, you need to fit. So I picked up two solar bottles when they used to be glasses and I would walk down the street like this. And I found out that I could go to the hospital. If you sit really quiet, no one will mess with you. So that's what I did when it was cold or the the, the bugs were a lot. And I just kind of walked the streets. Wow.
2: Wow. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. So that was like at 12. Mm hmm. And I'm curious, like I, I after that, like the family that you stayed with, what how old were you when you met them?
0: I met them when I was 14 um, in the foster home. and My dad was like a mentor. Mm. And um, I don't know, over time, uh, he was just like, I know that you're never like in the cafeteria on visiting day. Would you like to come and spend the weekend with us? So they started doing things like that, taking me to Magic Games. And as I sit here now, I cannot tell you why, but um, they were just like, would you like to move in with us between my junior and senior year? Um, I missed this when you asked about the turning point, Mm -hmm. hitting the foster home, falling in love with basketball, making a team that forced me to want to be better in my grades, Um, positive reinforcement. These staff prove what positive reinforcement was because the odd thing I always had impeccable manners when locked up, they would just say like, you know, why are you in here? Again, that's how your environment gets you. And, you know, I was all my life just looking for love. So I got the foster people nice. I got the, uh, my foster dad nice. And some of the, uh, guys who worked in the foster home, they were probably 25 at the time. That's the first time I saw a black man. Not doing a street job, like outside of, you know, like dads work and stuff. But like all of the guys that were a little bit older than me, they didn't work. They was just on the street. A lot of people didn't go to school after 10th grade where I lived.
2: Yeah. So you're learning. You were able to observe outside influence and learn from it.
0: Mm -hmm. And so going with the family was good. Then they sent me to Bishop Moore. And one of the things they've done a lot, but one of the things I appreciate about that it was another life, it like like it was another life going to Bishop Moore, being around fancy people. Um, this was nineteen, was it night? Yeah, this was ninety three, ninety four. So me being out with a Lily White family, and my favorite little brother had freckles. People could not figure out like what I was doing there. Like it was just so funny getting the looks, and it it took a while to get uh um, used to that. Yeah, but they 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 just helped out by showing things that I now pass on to my son, I'm very grateful for, I'm very grateful for, to, to the college shirt. I had never worn a college shirt before them, you know, and now I say, you know, we gotta dress, so yeah. I'm big on that. I'm planning on starting an etiquette club too for kids because I think that's a good thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, so it sounds like you had a re relearn life.
0: Yes, I like that, you should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I did, re-learn life. yes.
2: Um. But now, I mean, I know you now, and you, you have a couple of businesses. You're very passionate about um, time with children. Do you think that, that that passion comes from just your upbringing and your experience?
0: 100%. I believe that I was put through all of that so that I'd be able to work with every, every demographic of kids. And I do feel proud about that because in 28 years in working with kids, from the very poor to the super rich, all kids want the same thing. They want love. They want positive reinforcement. They want discipline. Discipline doesn't have to be screaming and yelling and, you know, beating them kind of stuff. And it's it's fun to be like, this kid needs help. Like, can I help him? Because teachers and counselors are sometimes the only people that kids have. Shout out to all my teachers. I had 92% good teachers. Ms. Hall, I'm sorry you didn't make the list. <laughs> 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 i mean kudos
2: to you for remembering your teacher's names i don't think i can remember no. any of my teachers oh no it's not true i do i i had a teacher for history his name was mr Cerisi. and the only reason i remember him was because he always had dad jokes before like i knew dad jokes or dad jokes and um i don't know did
0: just, you laugh at the dad oh, jokes all,
2: i was the only kid in the class just
1: dying of laughter
0: i like that yeah he was a cool spicy kid. g did you have a favorite teacher
1: uh, like, I can't remember, man, All right, we'll you know, circle back. I, I, I'm going to tell you my, my high school years were a blur. It was really, <laughs> they, I, I, yeah, no, it's bad, <laughs> bad, 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 bad,
0: bad. Did you
2: get in trouble in high school or were you like um, a straight A student?
1: I got in trouble in high school. I, I was not a straight A student. The thing with me in high school is, um, I was older than my classmates. So I could buy beer when nobody else could buy beer. I'd probably taught more than half my in class how to school? drive my mom's yeah. Oh you, in, you in, in Colorado. In Colorado the drinking age was 18. Mm-hmm. So by the time my senior year rolled around, I was the most popular student in the class.
2: You're pushing pushing that alcohol. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you
1: know what? Shushy. Shish. <laughs> um
2: So to get back to your story, I first of all, I think what you do is great because I have a I have a five year old little nugget and I don't think I have the patience you do with children. (laughs) Thank Um, you.
0: And it's not always like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they
2: can challenge you. Hmm. Um, But I think what you're doing is awesome because you're providing support and a safe space for kids.
0: Thank you. That is that's why I do it. Yeah. I yeah, really do. So I, I feel like it's my way to, to pay back. And even though I had a lot of rough things, like I'm still here. And yeah. so I believe like I'm here here for kids. And like my superpower is to be able to go to a group of kids and like in five minutes, I can have them all together doing something. They There's a sense like they respond to me. And that's the thing I've been most consistently successful with since I've been older. So that keeps me going.
2: Yeah. Um, part of my question, or I guess where my thought goes is it sounds to me like you're providing that space because you didn't have it yourself and you realize how important it is for kids to be so free and, and, and being themselves. Have you ever thought of, or maybe you do, do you mentor kids?
0: I have done it before. I would like to have a mentor program off of my business. Yeah. And I just plan to ask the uh, gentleman in my neighborhood, like, would they spend 30 minutes? Because when I volunteered at my son's school, that's what it was. And that's pretty doable. You just spend 30 minutes with them and, like, hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And I want to do an old school versus new school basketball game. I just I like for the youth of today to be valued by the adults because we carry on this thing that, oh, you don't know how to do such and such and all old people do it. I'm biased because I work with kids, but I see kids busting their hump. I see super smart kids who are trying to get bright scholars in, like, seventh grade. So these kids are going to be fun. And going back to me being hurt, right? Like, when you're a kid and someone's been like, oh, you little shit and those things, like, you hear it, you feel it, you take it in. And so you're going to have to take me back. I forgot no, where no, I started. You're, you're answering what, what was it. Cause talking
2: it's about? like, yeah. I was curious if providing that safe space was your intention because you didn't have it yourself
0: mm-hmm.
2: and mentoring kids because it sounded like you needed, you would have done well had you had a mentor um, as part of your life. But I think your journey is your journey and it's what's brought you to being successful now and having businesses. So do you want to tell the listeners? Cause I don't know if we mentioned it earlier, what your, your passion and your drive is with your business. Like, what is the service you provide?
0: Uh, uh, my current business? Mm-hmm. Uh, the It's like a school bus, but I just have a van, and I drive in the morning, pick up kids, take them to school. I do three schools in the morning, um, and then I have my day off. I cook, clean, run errands. That's my admin time for the business. Um, and then I go back out at 1.30, and I do the same thing. And I, it's great to me. Because it was built up. It was built up, like, from starting very cheap and, like, moving my way up price-wise. I found that the parents really appreciated that. When yeah. people joined my leagues, they really were like, we love the price. And then on top of that, I just I make up my own games. Like, I have a ridiculous amount of games and stuff. Um, when I was younger, younger reading was everything. That's one of the ways I got through. But my imagination is off the charts, and even today I can't turn my brain off. If I see something, boom, idea, boom, idea. You can put a business there. Yeah. So,
2: so you provide like pickup, drop off, and then like after school kind of. Yeah, yeah. After the school,
0: uh, we don't do what some parents like. Um, but I wish I had saved some of them. some of the text messages from the parents is what you're talking about they appreciate there's people who said i had no idea what i was going to do there's a lady who was on the waiting list for three years like so grateful and i can tell you that i'm not a good financial businessman but as far as caring about the customers that's a home run um that shuttle business is so good i haven't advertised in like four years and i don't even ever have to call anybody they just reach out and contact
2: yeah
1: that's awesome you know, I, and I, I think that it's great that you're there for those parents, because there's a lot of parents that that are stuck, right? Yeah. That, you know, after the pandemic, they were forced to go back to the office, and, you know, didn't have a way to take their kids to school or pick them up. Man, what a, what a great service. And like, just listening to you, I, I can imagine being on that bus with you, and like how much fun it would be. Like, I would be excited for you to come pick me up and have you, you know, drive me home and or take me to school. i Deandre, you're you're a good guy. Yeah, you have a good
0: heart. You. I'm I'm chugging that way. I will um expand and bring fun on the run adults down to Georgia. <laughs> you should to do it, and I'll take you guys out for drinking, and no one has to worry about um <laughs> you thing. know yeah. I'll get fun one on of those long <laughs> one of those long black Yukons, like yeah. the Secret Service. Like right? that's a good night on the town for the ladies.
1: I know. Safe drive. We home. could do that yeah. for the we could do that
2: for the. Uh, for, Friendsgiving. 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 We're not going anywhere. We're here, bud. We're 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 locking down and locking just having out. a good time. Yeah.
0: Have you guys done Friendsgiving before? No, we're gonna oh. do
2: a, a live version of the podcast Oh, sweet. Friendsgiving. There That's might be awesome. costumes and games and and alcohol. beverages. Yeah. <laughs> I like it.
0: I like it. Mixing it up on the podcast. Yeah.
2: But I think to go back to your businesses, like there Bizzle and I when we moved to Georgia, um, being away from family basically because in, in Florida that's who we would rely on if we couldn't go and pick up little Nugget from school we had the grandparents but in Georgia if something like that happens there's so many times where we think like man we need DeAndre we need DeAndre service because <laughs> as a parent it's not only just pick up and drop off which is great but like having somebody that you trust that your kid vibes with that they're going to have a good time after school like it's a win win you know what I mean
0: it is. Thank you. That part yeah. right there makes it very hard to hire somebody because, like, it's yeah. my baby. And some of the people are just like, Mr. Derek's bringing my kid home. I've had college kids and stay-at-home moms help me out before.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, you you get a good personality like you don't, but right. it's not the same experience. And my wife is not happy about that because it makes me hard to, like, pull away from it. but. Um, if you know parents once they find someone their kids are safe with, like they're staying with that person,
2: yeah, so um, what other ventures are you taking on now? Are you thinking getting of
0: organized and practicing doing one thing at a time? That's my <laughs> model for the next month that That's really what my focus is is to get doing everything one at a time, so that when I start this next business, like things will be in order,
2: yeah, what's next? What's your next business?
0: The, uh, the Verbal Superheroes t-shirts. Nice. pre order start in August.
2: What is it? What is Verbal Heroes?
0: It is going to remind kids to talk nice by putting the words on their shirt. And in my best of best worlds, Matts is walking and he has a shirt on that says, give me water, very rudely. And then on the bottom it says, may I please have something to drink? And that box is going to be checked. And I'm hoping that kids walking around, whoever's behind them in line is going to see that shirt and maybe that nice message will sink in. It might not, but it's good. Yeah. And then we're donating proceeds to charity also. So I think I think it's going to go well. And my I have a friend I'm helping who's going to do the art. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited.
1: That's cool. DeAndre, will you, will you be able to provide us like, with the details like where people can order those shirts and things? I'd love to keep that and put that in our show notes.
0: Yes, I will. I'll get those sent over to you. Nice. Cool. I appreciate that.
1: So yeah. I, I have another question. Like, so as you like kind of progressed through life, did you um eventually like seek seek any kind of therapy or are you just kind of like going through life and trying to like figure this out on your own?
0: I did try therapy a couple of times. Um I did not do well in it until about nine months ago. Um, I hit, in the last two years, I hit a depression. I had never had depression before. And I was just miserable at my job. And this was one of the best jobs I ever had. And I was just miserable. And so I would run my business and then go teach PE at this school. And on the way, I would have to pull over and curl up in the back of the van because I was so stricken with anxiety to have to talk to anybody. And my like, I was the PE teacher. Like, I'm high energy. Like, I was the, a very, very popular teacher. So that's what they're used to seeing. And there were days I didn't know like how I could do it. So I started calling in a lot. I started doing less hours. I started doing that job not to the best of my ability. And it was it, it was a little disagreement with me not doing the job because finance is at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like. That doesn't matter. Sorry, I got off track. When I told my supervisors that I need to leave, like the job is too much for me, two days after that, it felt like a blanket was on my back and it just lifted off. And this little girl, this sweet little girl, she asked me to walk to pee every day and hold her hand every day, every time. And she would tell me every story in the world. And I didn't hear her story for a month and a half. I was just so foggy. I was just there existing. Wow. So when i when i came out of that i was like you got to get serious about therapy and i challenged myself to do at least 7 and then go from there
2: so you set a number you're like if i can at least get 7 out
0: yeah be better. i um <laughs> this this is funny to me <laughs> i have not set one goal in my entire life i've never said that like you know i want to work in the kitchen so i'm going to stay like never and so my wife is an angel Because I said, I don't know why I thought love and fun was going to pay the bills, but like I did. So I just kind of floated through life. I think I'm a hippie. I like being a hippie because I just, I don't get upset a lot. It it makes you uh, flexible and those kind of things. Yeah.
2: But so you set one goal, seven sessions for therapy, and you've accomplished. Yes. Look at
0: that. I did. People tell you a bunch of stuff. One of the things that has helped me since I started therapy was if you tell somebody your intention, it makes you more accountable for it. Yeah. So when I was Amen. really being like my worst version of myself, I was just acting different around people. I was like seven different people and it was just crazy. And through therapy and self-reflection, I had no idea how to like fix problems in a relationship. So me going out at night was just like me running away from home when I was twelve. It's just crazy how how much and it struggled this uh, my marriage now struggle because I don't let people in. I I just I just don't I won't get all the way there. We're we're much better now, but it, it definitely hurt at first. But um, therapy was good. I have a good therapist. I have a, a good psychiatrist, the one who does the medicine, and I felt pretty good after about a month and a half of counseling and the medicine.
2: Yeah. I mean it sounds like you you're you're working through some of the issues that we're causing
0: anxiety all the time, yeah. yeah. I'm more intentional now. Yeah. I, I've always been working. I'm a great trier. That's, yeah. that's my wife. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: try I'm a lot. not afraid to try. That's how we word it. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm not afraid to I'm try. I'm not
0: afraid to try. I believe that uh, I tell people sometimes, like, I'm okay with being wrong. I don't have to be right all the time, you know, hence school. I feel like if I say that's blue and you tell me it's really green, I've learned something in that point, Yeah. you know, so.
2: That's how I am. I'm not afraid to make mistakes or or I'm not afraid to apologize when I've done something wrong.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, a great skill. That's a, be, great skill. that's a great skill. Perfect
2: all the time. Just sometimes, you know, I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> how, sure, about, like, under- how
0: fast does that diffuse something right when you apologize? It's like it's,
2: it's immediate because I think a people yeah. and I mean, I'm guilty of this, too. Like you'll go into a conversation or a confrontation prepared to battle. Mm-hmm. But when that other person's like, you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. There's no battle. Yes. They there, yeah. It. Yeah. It's it's done.
0: Shout out to romantic comedies. I've watched 102 of them <laughs> so I can learn how to deal with women. Oh, and that was one. Huh. That's a do men listen to the podcast. Is it catered to? Yeah. Them? All yeah, right. Get- yeah. It, it, it,
1: everybody. It, yeah.
0: Everybody who listens. If you are single and you want a lady who's nice, watch romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. Um. Women drive everyone crazy. But in defense to them, all the movies I watch, the women are acting away because the guy's not doing something. Not doing something. And we had a friend that say, um that uh, you know, women who stray are the ones who don't have the guy acting right. So there's like I mean, it's probably why I had trouble with women, but I could woo a woman like nobody. Like usually and like <laughs> Like, like three weeks. And it was, it was, it, it was a skill. I didn't realize it. Like I would meet them out. I would be super charismatic. I was attractive. No one else is going to have my story. Women love a broken puppy. Let me just oh tell you that.
1: Word.
0: Like yeah. that. Oh, and you live with this, this Caucasian family. Oh, you're different. Oh, you might be Carlton. And you know, they just do it because in Orlando, there are certain places where there's guys like me where I would have been, I believe, who just never get out of their way. And so they're just not doing a lot. So when a woman would meet somebody, like I was working at a daycare. They like that. I worked at schools and those kind of things. Um, if you like Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I would go put it on the front of your car. I wrote notes. I can write poetry. And so... Uh, somebody figured that I wasn't going to be doing construction. They know it was going to be a little to say, let me give this dude the skill to talk because he ain't going to do nothing else, <laughs> 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 nothing else. But it, but, but it got me in trouble because while I was perfect at that, there was always a point where I was like, I don't like her anymore. And oh. then I was a <laughs> dick, like a dick. Like we so you could have just turn my... it
2: off or turn it on and turn it off.
0: Yes. Got and it. from today's things, that's like a narcissist um, trait. That's one of them. Okay, That's what I've been told. So I don't like that. But yeah, I can. <laughs> okay. I can. I just turn it off. And like, after, imagine a guy being so sweet. And then the next day, he's like, don't fucking call me no more.
1: He's Louise. Yeah. Nice.
0: A girl nice. crying on the phone. I put it on speaker so my boy can hit it. Don't break up with me. Don't break up with me. Like what a jerk. And we're laughing and that kind of stuff. Damn. But, you know, Brutal. we grow. So I should give a message to the women, too. The only thing a guy understands about changing is if you ghost him, like you really have to completely not talk to him anymore. If you're really done with him, I've been probably told 42 times I'm done with you. It takes one call or a text. They get right back into it and they'll let you get. So. I love myself. I wasn't deserving of those women. I had a lot of good women, a lot. I just didn't know how to cherish them then. I didn't know how to value friendships. So I say to women, it's great to support in that stuff. But if you want a hard life, you'll get with somebody who puts you through the ringer. If you want a great life, look at Bob in the county. He might wear glasses, but he going to bring the check home every day. He ain't going to run the streets and you're going to be a happy wife. Pick Bob. Bob. I know. I'm sorry. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Listen,
2: I just watched the Barbie movie uh-huh. and I saw a shirt that said in a world full of Ken's be an Allen. And and if anybody's watched the Barbie movie, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Go for the Allens or the, Bob's. the
0: Alice. That's right. They're always. Oh, romantic comedies again. Every romantic comedy. The best friend is the guy for you. And guys, don't do that. Don't be friends with a girl who's chasing another guy if you like her. Like, be straight up. That's oh, break my heart. Did
2: you have any? Did you use pickup lines?
0: Not really. That was probably my joy. I would, I, when I liked somebody, I was very aggressive. I was like a hyena, and I would just walk up and say, "Hey, how you doing? My name is Derek. Nice to meet you." And then you go into like where you from. I say a lot of odd things to girls, like oh. to catch them to catch Ooh. them off guard <laughs>
2: like, give a, like i don't know if you have an example
0: <laughs> yeah really uh curious. there was a girl i like walking down the street she um had cigarettes i didn't smoke but i was like yo can i get a cigarette just I, start talking to her um
2: just anything i'm gonna get, to get one and in. come back
0: yeah i yeah that was i mean i don't know how to do it. it was studying and having it natural but i did realize that most guys say the same thing so if you say anything to a woman um I used to buy them a drink and tell them, I'm not going to talk to you and stay around you all night. I'll see you later. They would always come find me.
2: So be different.
1: Damn. In your
2: single days, did you have any pickup lines?
1: lines? Um, no. And, like, I don't remember my single days, man. I've been married for 28 years. And then I had a relationship before that for five years. Mm. I, I don't remember, man. I'm old. 60. <laughs> like I don't remember what I ate two days ago. You want me to remember forty years ago? Please. I mean, all right, fair enough.
2: I thought somebody would have a pickup line.
1: I I do love your story, Deandre. Though, yeah. like you said, you had to go through all that shit to get to where you are now. You know, I I'm in the same boat. I had to go through all my shit last year to get where I am now. I mean, I'm like the happiest I've ever been, oh, and yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that I had that I went through that because I don't think I would have gotten to this point.
2: Yeah. I mean, to some degree, we should be celebrating, right? Like our growth. Yeah. And nobody, well, at least nobody I know comes out into the world with just like a perfect life. There's always something that you have to learn from and work through and get stronger from. So, yeah,
0: I think uh, to piggyback off what you said, one way to be happy, like you can know stuff is going to happen. You can complain all the time or you can just be like stuff happens and you move on or you find that you're just, you're just happier. Like I know when I'm not depressed and I'm driving, everything is beautiful. That guy working construction, seeing parents, seeing their grandparent take a kid to school is one of the sweetest things like you will ever see. Um, The tree looks greener to me. And so that's when I know I'm vibing, and then you know on some days, I don't even see what I'm driving driving by, yeah, so that that helps me to just I really do try to see the good in everything,
2: yeah, is so do you have any techniques you use when you're having a stressful day to see the pretty in everything
0: um from therapy, the breathing, mm-hmm. I watch comedies and try to get back in the laughing I um listen to music. I think those are those are the three main coping mechanisms.
1: Yeah. I like it. What about g Rex? Um, I so when I'm practicing like uh self-love and self-care is if I feel like I'm getting myself uh a little anxious, I'll get up and walk outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I take my shoes off and I ground myself. Oh. I you know, I put my feet in the dirt and I can't do that in the winter because otherwise, you know, I'd get like frostbite. But um Like, I'll go and pick up one of my cats, right? I, I'm 100% extrovert. And uh, so I need people or things to interact with. Um, And and I'll talk to my wife, right? Like she, you know, I am completely open with her and um, she can usually help, you know, draw out of me what is bothering me. So Nice.
2: Yeah. What about you? kind of the same as DeAndre. Um it's either listening to music is probably my go to because it immediately will improve my mood. Um I don't I've noticed this about myself. I don't like to watch dramas at all. Like now I gravitate towards comedy because I when you like break out of your normal day, I don't want to watch something super sad and depressing. Like I want something that's going to make me laugh or feel good or happy or whatever. So I'll watch the comedies and I'm learning about the breathing now. Like I I can't remember how, like I had something at work really stressful going on and I was like ready to just crawl under a blanket and pretend like the world didn't exist. And I was talking to somebody and they were like, just breathe, man, just breathe, relax. Like it's going to be fine. Just take a deep breath. And for whatever reason, that was what I needed to hear in the minute. And I was like, just got to breathe. Got to breathe through it. So, yeah. I'm learning about practicing that a little bit more.
0: Yeah, because anxiety doesn't send you a text message and say, "I'm right, coming." They right. just show up like a unwanted um, in law, yeah. like yeah. on the
2: porch. And you want nothing more than to. And just you're get like, away from
0: I, it. I didn't invite you. Do you have go tos on music that you know is going to pump you up?
2: Yes, I do. I, well, and I already know Bizzle's going to edit this and be like, Jesus, if I have to hear this name one more time. It's Harry Styles. Okay. Yeah. Sean Mendes. Depends on the mood. Sometimes it's a little Imagine Dragons, or I go like if I'm like in my feels, I'll go for my Chemical Romance because it I can rage sing. To you can, emo you music. can rage saying yeah. get
0: it out. So PSA comment, How I just asked you that music thing? That's all it takes. You get a yeah. woman talking about herself. That's it. That, Women oh, don't. We go. <laughs> don't fall for it i'm probably lose my man card but i'm here to help i don't want people to go through what i did if my son could do anything different from me he would be the husband i am to my current wife mm-hmm. like that is that feels most important to me i've asked him to not get serious with someone in high school unless he hung out with them for three months you know, I told them people don't show I was like, you might not. I know dad's a nerd, but I'm telling you, if you do stuff with girls and it gets emotional, it's going to be trouble. You're going to get distracted from basketball and grades. Um, and, yeah, high school kids falling in love. It regrets them sometimes. So if I can get them two more years, just play basketball and play NBA 2K. That's it. <laughs> yeah. The girls will be there. That's what I didn't learn. That's what people try to tell me. Women will be there women will be there Mm.
2: there you have it Cool.
0: californication fans anybody no but my
2: mother-in-law shout out to my mother-in-law loves the red hot chili peppers we almost make it a drinking game to see how many times she's going to talk about the red hot chili peppers when we see her (laughs) um is that your go-to song
0: no um that show, there's a character oh, on there. Oh,
2: the show. I thought yes. you were talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stop it, stop it.
0: You're singing. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was like, yeah, California Californication. That's awesome. No, I've never no seen
0: um, um, There's a line in there. When you hear something, you're like, that's me. Mm-hmm. And this guy says, I've never met a woman that I didn't fall in love with for two minutes. And I was like, that's fucking me.
2: Interesting.
0: And that's what happens to people like me who don't have boundaries. <laughs> like like new shiny things like there's so many pretty women so you just can't talk to every pretty woman you just got to be like you know <laughs> hey you look good have a nice day women like that just stop them hey your hair looks nice that was weird but they're interested
2: oh get them interested i feel like that's that's the uh end note on this podcast get them interested, <laughs> interested get them interested just like keep them interested <laughs> It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.